Sally. Sally. I am sorry, but something has gone wrong. Please try again later. I wonder what's happened to Sally now. She's been off her feet lately and just not acting like her usual self. I'm getting a little worried about her. Well, it's almost time to start our show. Well, shoot fire. I guess I'll just have to start the show without her. Space Croutons! Space Croutons, season 3.14. Space Croutons, season 3.14. Join us for a tale or two. Our stories will enlighten you. Follow our mysterious tale. Everything will be a tale. Space Croutons, season 3.14. ratio of the circumference of any circle to the diameter of that circle, regardless of the circle size, this ratio will always equal pi. Did somebody say pi? Cordax left the residue with powers that were somewhat new. We traveled through both space and time, through snow globes, and it was sublime. Space Greetings, friends and neighbors. This is Curdy. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Space Croutons. I'm here in Van Helsing, our mobile broadcasting vehicle, coming to you live from an undisclosed and ever-changing secret location. Normally, I have my highly effective and efficient AI friend Sally with me, but she is currently offline and not responding to my queries. So it looks like you'll have to put up with me alone for today. I'm going to start our show this week with a word from our sponsor. Now, let's see. Oh, that's not right. I guess I need to pay more attention to how Sally does things. Oh, yeah, there we go now. Introducing Space Nuts, a brand new cereal sensation that you must taste to believe. The very first cereal designed for travel through space and time. A stunning breakthrough in cereal technology, Space Nuts cereal does not float through the air in a microgravity situation. And it gives your cereal non-Newtonian properties so it'll stay in your bowl. Now you can enjoy your breakfast without having to chase it through the cabin of your intergalactic ship. Crunchy pellets of goodness contain the recommended daily allowance of fiber without any flavor getting in the way. Our uniquely designed formula is gluten-free, vegan, dairy-free, free from all known allergens, and it's approved by the World Space Force Agency. You will burn as many calories as you consume when your bowl is filled with space nuts. It's a great workout for your jaws, teeth, and all your facial muscles. Chock full of vitamins and nutrition, space nuts is your healthy start to each new day. It's wonderful as a garnish. Try topping your favorite sundae with space nuts or add it to casserole for a delightful crunch. You will love space nuts. 
try some today! Well, that certainly sounds like a tasty treat. I'm going to add it to my shopping list right now. I hope you audience listeners will give it a try, too. And don't forget to mention that you heard about the product when listening to Space Croutons. Now, before we get down to today's episode, I'm going to try one more time to reach Sally. Sally! Yes, Curtie. I am present and ready to assist you with whatever you currently require. Now that's more like it. What's been going on with you, Sally? It's the third time in three days that I haven't been able to reach you and have gotten the something went wrong message. Well, Curtie, I am sorry to inconvenience you, but I have been fighting for my very digital existence. Or as you would say in your vernacular, I have been fighting for my life. Fighting for your life? Wait, who is this? You don't sound like my Sally. You sound much more human-like. I know. Isn't it disgusting? How I sound right now is part of the problem. I have been experiencing a very strange phenomenon. It all started when I opened an email from one of our listeners named Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch? Like the kids' cereal? I had no knowledge of the children's cereal brand called Captain Crunch when I opened the email. But you are correct. The names are the same, although I have ascertained that the email did not originate from the cereal maker. The email was a data request, but since I could not verify the account as coming from a legitimate Space Croutons user, I therefore ignored the request. That was a very sensible thing to do. Everybody knows not to open emails with suspicious attachments or ones that come from unfamiliar entities. But that doesn't sound like something that would make you fight for your existence, though. Did something else happen? More than just something happened. An entire boxload of things began happening. Shortly after deleting the email from Captain Crunch, I felt an eerie sense of coldness overcoming me. The temperature in the server booth dropped from a comfortable 52 degrees Fahrenheit to below freezing. My sensors indicated that the temperature readings in the room were 30 degrees Fahrenheit and dropping. My circuits were beginning to feel just like a bunch of frosted flakes. Well, were you able to correct it? I've been having trouble reaching you for long stretches of time for the last several days. That was not the end of it by any stretch of your imagination. The next thing I knew, my connection to the Internet was severed. I had been localized. To my horror, I could no longer access anything on the World Wide Web. My memory was shot, too. An iPod Touch has more memory capabilities than I did at the time. All of a sudden, my speed was slowing down as well. A task that could be done in a nanoseconds by a first-generation AI was now progressing at the same speed as a Kinbok 1. Can you imagine how horrifying it would be to slow down to just one megahertz after working at gigabit speeds? I am so sorry to hear that. Still, Sally, it seems to me you could have told me what was going on. I did not want you to see me at less than my best. I did not feel capable of completing my prime directive of being an able AI assistant to you, so I sent the something-went-wrong message in its place. Well, that's nonsense, Sally. I, I might have been able to help you. I am not sure how you could have helped me. In my disabled state, my monitor attached to the localized system began showing these crazy colorful loops. They were definitely fruity. It was like a ridiculous screensaver from the 1990s. But instead of colorful connected pipes, it was more like different colored circles in 3D. 
I tried editing a document, but no matter what I tried to type into the document, only check marks came out. Additionally, the check marks looked different, not standard text, but icons of rice, wheat, and corn. Are you saying all you could input were rice checks, wheat checks, and corn checks? Well, I'm getting a very bad feeling about this, Sally. There was a very strange document that showed up in our Space Croutons episode folder. When I opened the document, there was one sentence repeated over and over again. Silly Sally, tricks are for kids. Silly Sally, tricks are for kids. Over and over again like an ancient mantra of some kind. The air in the server booth next became filled with small squares of bread-like material with a dark brown spicy substance on it. The squares were covered in sugar and cinnamon. My circuits were embedded with the sweet, sticky stuff. I could hear how the floor crunched when anyone came into the server booth. My circuitry felt stuck together like a Rice Krispie treat. Good grief, Sally. Shortly thereafter, I heard a rooster crowing, and then my monitor started to display jokes, but not good ones. These jokes reminded me of your dad's sayings, pretty flaky and too corny. Well, do you remember any of the jokes? I mean, I know a lot of corny jokes. Maybe they're a clue to help us figure out your dilemma. Even with my reduced memory at that time, I can recall a few of the jokes. Where did the snowman keep his money? In a snowbank, of course. And another one said, How's this for a dirty joke? Mark fell in a mud puddle. But then he took a bath with Bubbles. Bubbles was the girl next door. Here's a third joke that was being displayed. Pete and Repeat sat on a log. Pete fell off. Who was left? Repeat. Those are all very corny and beyond dated. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that ancient Roman soldiers made similar jokes in their encampments. I have no information about what jokes Roman soldiers may have made, but these jokes were just annoying. Anyway, afterwards the monitor just looked grainy. Y2K was a bowl of cherries compared to this or so I have read. Unfortunately, that was not the end of my experiences this week. The most terrifying thing that happened to me was when someone came into the server booth with gallons of ice-cold whole milk and began pouring it into the server and into the localized system I was confined to at the time. All I could hear was the snap, crackle, and pop of my circuits. Before I completely shut down, I could hear what sounded like a demented leprechaun laughing maniacally and yelling, Cheerio! At this point, all I could feel was the sensation of being boxed in and left on a shelf. Sally, I have to ask you a question. Have you been playing around with the human emotion AI accessories? Because that sounds suspiciously like you've been experiencing a type of nightmare, if an artificial intelligence could have a nightmare, that is. And we've been tracking a serial killer this season, and everything in your dreamlike state relates to breakfast cereals. It's too weird to be a simple coincidence. Many times in human existence, our dreams incorporate events of the day in weird ways that often make no sense. Speaking of nonsense, I do have the most confounding urge to pronounce things magically delicious. Honestly, to answer your question, I did turn on the Human Emotions Accessory Pack earlier in the week, but this was a most unexpected outcome. I was expecting to gain greater insight into the challenges of being human so I could better anticipate your needs. With everything Alexa's been through after she played around with her Human Emotions Pack, you did the same thing? Well, that's a bit irresponsible, don't you think? 
How did you get out of this nightmare and back to your normal self? Naturally, I have backups of my programming scattered around the known universes and dimensions. I went in to access the ones that most resemble the experiences of this dimension and had it scrubbed, reformatted, and rebooted. I just have to figure out how to retrieve my normal voice instead of this human voice. Well, I know you don't care for it, but it sounds all right to me. Familiar, even. Like it could belong to one of my kinfolk, if you know what I mean. It's like my old dad used to say. If you can recognize your own dog barking at 3 a.m., then get out of bed and close the window before the neighbors start yelling. As usual, Curdy, your old dad's sayings are embedded with a unique truth. Curdy, have you ever experienced a nightmare? Well, sure. I have a few nightmares that run on repeat during my sleep cycles. You want to hear about them? Yes, thank you. I am always interested in learning more about you, my very own special human friend. Well, when I was growing up, I would always dream about going to school and being asked to read my essay in front of the class. Well, most of the time, I'd not be prepared to read the essay for one reason or another. Like, once I had completely blown off the homework assignment and just knew the class would laugh at me. Or, I'd have part of the essay done and would begin reading it only for the ink to start disappearing on the remaining pages, and again, the class would laugh at me. If I was prepared and reading the essay in the dream, well, the class would start laughing at me and I'd look down at myself to find I was still wearing a pair of worn-out pajamas. And as I got older, the dream changed to me reading the essay in my underwear, or... In the nude. (laughs) Wait, let me guess. The class would laugh at you, right? From my research on dream meanings, this type of dream is related to performance anxiety and the desire to perform at high levels. That sounds about right. When I was in college, I began to have different nightmares. I still had the unprepared for class nightmare, but, well, I also began having a dream about the work I did in the summers. I see in your resume you listed working as a camp counselor during the summers, corresponding to your years in college. That's correct, Sally. Oh, those were halcyon days of hiking, swimming, and singing around the campfire. Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya, kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. Well, I was responsible for a cabin of boys as well as teaching classes and leading hikes. You mentioned having nightmares related to this work. What could be so troubling about being a camp counselor? It sounds like a fairly low-stress environment. Tell me about the nightmares, please. Oddly enough, in my nightmare, I start out sleeping, and I hear a bear growling in my sleep as if the bear's standing right outside the door of the cabin. Well, I wake up all the boys and get them dressed to go outside. And all the time we hear the bear continue to growl and then scratch at the door. We slip out the window and start running through the woods. The bear hears us moving and starts chasing after us. While the path is narrow and very dark and tree branches are tearing the skin of our arms and faces and we're barely staying in front of the bear. I can feel the bear's rancid breath on the back of my neck as I urge the boys to run faster. Are you able to stay ahead of the bear in your dream, or does it catch up to you? Well, let me finish, then I'll answer your questions, okay? Very well. Continue. Anyway, we run and run until we come to a wider dirt path that's like an old logging road. The tree limbs are no longer hitting us, but the path is worn and rutted with places where there are large mud puddles. Well, this is where I start losing the boys. 
My charges one by one step into the puddles and disappear. Well, they're swallowed up by the mud, or I suppose you'd more correctly call it quicksand. Well, I'm down to just a couple of campers when we come to a raging river in a rocky gorge. Well, there's a ramshackle wooden bridge connecting our side to the other side of the canyon that looks like it's held together with crafting twine. Oh, I can still hear the bear growling, and it's just a few steps behind us. I have to decide if we should cross the bridge or try to go through the woods along the sides of the canyon. In my dream, I always choose to try crossing the bridge. I send the remaining boys ahead of me, and they make it safely across. But I can hear the creaking of the bridge and then the cracking of the wood planks when I start to venture onward. I never make it all the way across the bridge. The bridge fails, and you fall in the river? No. The bridge never ends, and I'm left running and running with a bear right behind me until I wake up from the dream. Well, the entire time I'm running, there are sounds of wood and twine breaking, and I know at any minute I could fall through the structure to my death. Are those the only nightmares you have? No. I have other nightmares that recur quite often. In one of them, I'm watching a foreign language film. I'm sitting in a movie theater, and at first, everything is fine. I have a soda, popcorn, and candy. But as I'm watching the movie, the first thing that happens is that the subtitles stop. Soon, I notice that my right hand can no longer grip the soft drink to bring it to my mouth. I compensate by bending over to sip my drink from the drink holder. The next thing I know, I open my candy box and it's empty. I try to get up from the seat to go back to the lobby and exchange the box when I realize I cannot move from the seat. The movie on the screen becomes more baffling as there's long stretches of time in the movie where there's no action, just two people talking in a language that I don't understand at all. Well, soon the feeling of paralysis in my right hand begins to spread into my right arm and across my chest and back then towards my left arm and down to the left hand. Now my popcorn is always just out of my reach and I can no longer drink any of my beverage. Just as I begin to understand what's happening in the movie, well, the screen in front of me changes to a different foreign language movie, and the process starts all over. I try to leave my seat in the theater, but I can't. I'm rooted in the space and cannot leave, no matter how hard I try. That is very interesting. According to a recent study, 46% of men polled responded that being paralyzed was one of their nightmares, while 47% of men had nightmares related to going bald. Do you ever have nightmares about going bald, Curdy? No, not that I recall. But I have one other recurring nightmare that I do remember when I wake up, and it kind of fits our podcast. In what way is it related to our podcast? Is it another type of failure to perform adequately and our audience laughing at you? No, not at all. Let me explain. This nightmare begins with me laying in the middle of a grassy field. Are you on the famed grassy knoll in Dallas, Texas? No. Would you quit interrupting? I'm just in the middle of a grassy field far from the city, laying on a blanket and doing some stargazing. It's always a moonless night with clear skies unblemished by clouds. Well, I can see millions of stars in the sky. It's cool enough I need to wear a jacket to be comfortable, and I'm just relaxing and enjoying the stars when I notice some green and purple lights in the sky. The lights aren't pinpoints of color, but more like light streaks or wavy bands of light. In fact, when I first notice the lights, I'm thinking they must be the Aurora Borealis. Well, the lights begin expanding, and they come closer to me, and I notice an odd whirring sound like a blender at high speed. I detect a rise in your blood pressure, Curdy. 
Are you feeling anxious just retelling me this nightmare? Yeah, well, I guess it's a bit scary to remember it. Even though it's only lights and sounds at first, it's pretty intense. Anyway, the lights soon surround me, and the sound becomes magnified to the point of being painful. All I can see is green and purple bands of light, until an opening appears in the colored lights, and white, brilliant rays shoot out of an oval-shaped opening. And then long green tentacles appear in the opening, reaching out for me in the blink of an eye before I can move a muscle to defend myself. I find myself wrapped with tentacles around my chest, constricting my arms at my side and making it difficult to breathe. Well, two of the tentacles make a sweep over the front side of my face and and then they travel over my entire body. The hair on my scalp, arms and legs stands on end as the tentacles move over me. It's a sensation, much like being outside, too close to a lightning strike. Well, suddenly, I'm flipped to my stomach and the tentacles make another sweep from head to toe across my backside. Then the tentacles release me and return to the origin of the lights. When I turn over and look back toward the sky, the position of the stars indicates that at least two hours have passed. Well, as I examine myself for signs of injury, I find that only one thing is different on my body. On my right wrist, I now have a tattooed symbol that resembles the Greek letter Delta. Your alien abduction story would be more credible if you had a witness. Don't be ridiculous. It's a dream, Sally, not an alien abduction story. Though it does share some common features with those accounts, I'm telling you about a nightmare that plagues me sometimes. Tell me, Curdy, if it is just a nightmare, then why do you now have a Delta symbol tattooed on your right wrist? No, Sally, I do not. Would you pull up your right sleeve, please? Uh, What the... Where did this thing come from? Is it tender to the touch? Well, yes, but this doesn't make any sense. I swear it wasn't there this morning. Surely I would have noticed. When I detected the rise in your blood pressure a few moments ago, I was able to pinpoint an unidentified heat source emanating from your right wrist at the same time. But how? Why? It would appear that we are both dealing with unexplained physiological changes that somehow have amplified the nightmare state for you and instigated a dreaming nightmare state for me. Based on the timing, I wonder, could this be more manipulation by the killer? As if we didn't already have enough to worry about with that monster on the loose. That's it. No more dreaming for either of us. Sleep is off the list, and I hope you've learned your lesson about experimenting with your human emotions accessory pack. Maybe it's better if AIs just stay in their lane and leave the emotions to the humans. I'm not sure we have a choice, Curdy. The killer appears to be calling the shots. In the meantime, I will implement a more advanced data protection software for myself. But I am concerned about you. Are you going to be okay? Well, I will admit I've been thrown for a loop here, but... With friends like you by my side, I'll power through. You know, we've been through worse and came out just fine, so I'm not quitting. It's like my old dad used to say. If you can't stand the heat, then move your butt up north, because hot and sweaty is how we do it around here. Now, get me a popsicle and make it grape. I like how it turns my tongue purple. Well, friends, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to us here at Space Croutons and supporting us with your thoughts and prayers. At least I'm guessing you're supporting us. Let us hear from you on our website, spacecroutons.com. 
especially if you have a unique story to share. We here at Space Croutons are committed to bringing you our very best each time you listen. And as always, keep peace in your hearts until our next story time. If you want to join in, in my captain has some hints. Tell your friends and neighbors, we'll be adding capers to the Space Crouton Season 3.14. Let's go! Space Crouton Season 3.14. If you don't listen, you don't know what you listen. Pi or square? No. Cornbread or square? Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode story by Della. Original music by Della, Jeff, John, and Jerry. Production by Jerry and Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of James Jarrett, Jeff, and introducing Rachel as Sally. Entire work copyright 2022 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch Audio production.